In the beginning was the world. Oh, see, you think uh, religion is for suckers and easy marks and mollycoddles, huh? It's just you think Jesus is some kind of a sissy, eh? Jesus had guts. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today, we've got one of my good mates in the studio, uh, Pastor Pete Malins. Pete's been serving on the uh, leadership team at New Hope Brisbane for a number of years, but has launched out and uh, is really doing missionary work over with the New Hope churches in Japan. And uh, it's a completely different culture to Australia. Uh, it's going to be fascinating to hear the story from Pete today. So let's find out a bit about the story of Pete Malins. Welcome to History Makers. Thanks, Matt. Mate, lovely to be here with you. It's good to have you along, mate. You've got a good face for radio, and uh, <laughs> I've been wanting you on the show for a long time. Now, um, you're a, uh, a you know, good-looking Aussie bloke. You're, um, you, you look like you grew up on the beach, but you actually spent a lot of time as a kid in Papua New Guinea. Tell us your story about your upbringing. Yeah, well, I am actually an Aussie because my parents are Australian, but um, yeah, I grew up in Papua New Guinea. My parents are actually missionaries up there for 14 years. So uh, I happened to be there when I was born, so born up in the highlands, right up in this tiny little hospital in a place called Kujip. Um Yeah, and lived most of my uh, childhood years there until I was eight, and that's when we came back to Australia. So um, yes, I'm an MK, missionary's kid. And, uh, <laughs> and what's yeah. it like in Papua New Guinea? Like they're right into their rugby league and their soccer and the cricket. Are they into sport a lot? Yeah, yeah. We I remember we used to play... Um, because we were kind of on a big Bible college campus with lots of space. So they would always play soccer and, and uh, touch football and, and rugby, you know, in their spare time. The students, the, the national students. So, uh, yeah, I remember a lot of that. Um, but, yeah, very remote where we were, right up in the highlands. So uh, kind of stickville, you know, just very basic. Yeah. And you hear stories of missionaries in Papua New Guinea. Like I heard a story from New Tribes Mission. Uh, a couple that went in there uh, into into a tribe that had never been reached before, never seen white people. As soon as they arrived, you know, mm. got speared and captured and uh, nearly died, ended up, you know, spending six months uh, getting better and then learning the language and then translating the Bible mm. and seeing the whole city come to Christ, you know, mm. the whole village come to Christ. What was, was there any danger for your parents? Like, you know, it can be a pretty uh, wild place at times. Yeah, totally, and uh, it it wasn't always a safe place because you'd get um, people from the local villages kind of over the river and up in the mountains who would come and into the campus just to steal and stuff like that. So we've got some pretty crazy stories of, of uh, I mean, one night uh, we were all sleeping and uh, just heard this smash. I don't remember it, but uh, mum and dad certainly do. Smashing of the windows and someone and there were uh, natives outside throwing rocks uh, at the windows trying to break in. Fortunately, I think mum screamed or something and they ran off. So that's the kind of environment that uh, that we had to face. So it can be a very fearful thing, um, but at the, you know at the same time, I think God really protected us and and did amazing things. You know, so I have some interesting memories as well of uh, some hairy moments up in the highlands there when I was a kid. And tell me, um, you came back to Australia, you know, at the age of eight, and uh, how, was there a culture shock? Was there a reverse culture shock for you coming back, re-entry? Yeah, yeah you know, I don't actually remember it, um, which is maybe I've just blotted it out of my memory because it was so difficult. But I, I think when you're younger, when you're a kid that age, it's... um. 
you cope with a lot better. I think my parents probably struggled a lot more, and they've, you know, they, I've heard them talk about the challenges of coming back. Into um, we we came back to the Gold Coast, so it's it's poles apart from the highlands of New Guinea, you know, um, and just technology and stuff like that had changed so much. So I think it was much more challenging for them. Um, I think for kids like like me, it was probably more challenging finding friends again in school. So that was probably one of the difficult things. And then sliding into the Australian schooling system, I do remember struggling a little bit with that. Um, but you know, kids are resilient, so hopefully I bounce back with not too much um, scarring, emotional scarring in my life. I think I'm okay now. <laughs> now, growing up as a as a missionary's kid, I'm sure there was a time at one stage when you probably you know, said, right, I'm going to be a Christian, I'm going to follow Jesus, you know. How did it happen for you? What was your story? Mm. You know, my parents um, tell me the story, and I vaguely remember when I was just a little kid, maybe five years old, you know, because you grow up with it. So you grow up with the Bible, and we we used to learn memory verses and Bible stories all the time, Uh, go to church every Sunday, of course. So as a little kid, I, I do remember having a very genuine faith, um, that was passed on from my parents, and and I said that the prayer, you know, um, inviting God into my into my life when I was just I think five years old was my initial one, but um, you know then you have to grow up through the teenage years and and go through all the challenges of hey is this really mine or do I believe it just because my folks do because my parents do, um, so probably the the crunch time for me was when I was seventeen. Um, we moved to a new church, really a live church, wonderful people, and it suddenly went from my head into my heart in a in a in a real way, and God just touched my life in a powerful way um, during that season of my life when I was searching for my future and that kind of thing, and I saw something real in that church and very genuine in the in the people that were there, that it wasn't just an intellectual. Um, kind of belief in God, it was a very real heartfelt, passionate, you know, passionate kind of relationship with God. And I just remember thinking, wow, if that's what it means to be a Christian, I want that, you know, I want some of that in my life. So I started to really open my heart up to God in a new way. And it changed me. And that's really why I'm sitting here today with you, because that experience changed my life. Yeah. Now, I love the way that you call it an experience. You know, because some people call it a decision or an intellectual choice, you know, but it's it's really an experience where, mm. you know, the Holy Spirit comes into your heart and, you know, the key is to ask, really, isn't it? Mm. Say, God, you know, there might be people listening now, Pete, that are thinking, you know what, if it's that easy, I want to do it. What do I do? Mm. Um, would you speak to those listeners? You know, what would what would your advice be? What's the, the best way to start your relationship with God? Mm. Yeah, sure. Uh, I guess um, for me, especially for those who haven't, some kind of an understanding. Um, the important thing is, is it real in your life or is it just an intellectual belief? And that was the thing for me. That was a big thing for me that I had to let it go from my head to my heart. So for I, will, I always encourage anyone, um, no matter what their spiritual journey is, even if they know almost nothing or they're not even sure if they believe in God, just ask. I mean, if you've never prayed, it's kind of a bit of a weird thing, but just say a simple prayer like, God... If you're there, I'm not even sure if you are, but if you are, um, I really would like to know you more and uh, to show yourself to me, you know. Um, and so I think if you open up your heart to God, that that gives him the invitation, you know. And, 
as you know, the Bible says that, that Jesus is knocking, but he waits for us to open the door. And, um, yeah, I think it just starts with sincere prayers, you know, um, and that's how it started for me. So that's what I encourage people to do. Just say, God, you know, if you're there, um, I really want to know you. And you know, if you can make a difference in, in my life, I, I want you to come in and, and just pray that simple prayer as a beginning and then get to know some good Christians and ask them questions. Hey, you know, how do I grow? How do I get to know God better? You know, get get connected with a good uh, church that's really growing and alive and good Christian people who can really help you on the journey. Yeah. And Pete, I know that you know what you're talking about. You know, we've known each other for five or six years now and we've seen a lot of people um, that we've known become Christians and take mm. that step. Uh, one story I remember was uh, a young Chinese girl named Cherry. Yeah. She came to church one Sunday morning and sat there just mesmerized. You know, Chinese girl never knew anything about God, never been to church in her whole life, studying here at QUT at the uni, doing nursing, and got dragged along to church or something. And then after church, uh, she sat down with you at a coffee table and asked you a question. Tell us what happened from there. Yeah, I, I was a bit blown away because, um, like, like you said, I think that was one of her first, if not her first time at church. And, mm. and obviously something really touched her heart in the, in the church service. And so I remember she came up to me afterwards and, and basically said, look, how do I become a Christian? Yeah. And, you know, I, I thought, well, I don't know this girl. It's her first time. She, you know, she, she can't be that serious. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I was actually a little bit skeptical of where she was coming from. And, and so I, I kind of, at first I almost palmed her off a little bit and said, well, you know, um, look, I can give you a Bible. I can give you some information that explains more about Christianity and and then she just said to me, no, 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 like like now. <laughs> like now, what do I do to become a Christian? And then I looked at her and I'm like, you mean right now? You, you're serious? You, you're really serious about this thing? You want to become? And she said, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do I have to do right now to become a Christian? And so that was an amazing experience. And so I just briefly explained the Christian message, you know about what Jesus has done for us and that, that if we open up our hearts and believe in that, that, that it's as simple as a prayer. You know, you don't have to get your life all together and be perfect and know all about the Bible. You just have to know the basics and open up your heart. And and so I explained those things to her and I said, uh, yeah, so so does that make sense? What do you think? She said, yeah, yeah. can we do it now? <laughs> I was blown away. So yeah. I prayed with her. And she just repeated a simple prayer, after, you know, after me, yeah. just saying, you know, God, I believe you're there, and and uh, that you can forgive me and give me a new life, and and thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for me and to forgive my sins and give me a new relationship with God, and and that was it. It's so exciting uh, to hear Cherry's story, uh, and for those who want to hear the end of the story, well, where it's up to now, Cherry. Uh, is still serving at New Hope Church. She uh, is a part of the uh, media team at the church. She's married a good-looking young Aussie bloke <laughs> and uh, is bring, constantly bringing friends to church from yeah. uh, from uni. And uh, isn't it exciting to see a life turn around like that? Oh, amazing. Now, Pete, you've um, always had a, uh, a passion to reach out to international students. You used to run a, a ministry with internationals here in Brisbane. Uh, you're uh, heading over to Japan to do another stint of missionary work there. Uh, tell us about what is Japan like? What's the culture like? And how is the churches going in Japan? Sure. Yeah, well, I went over probably a couple of years ago the first time. Never been to Japan before. 
Um, and uh, Yeh was really impacted by the uh, spiritual need over there and, and the lack of opportunity that Japanese people have to um, really understand the Christian message and what the Bible's about, who is Jesus. They just, most Japanese people don't have an idea. So that's the kind of um, spiritual culture, I guess, um, that you walk into. These days, Japan is very kind of materialistic, actually. They have traditional religions like Buddhism and Shintoism. But in practical everyday life, a lot of the young people don't really follow those religions um, religiously. (laughs) Um, And so they really are not religious. So that's, I think, statistics say less than 1% is Christian in Japan. So it's that kind of uh, a spiritual environment. But I think people are really hungry for some purpose in life. And um, so you see a lot of, there's a lot of sad things that happen, you know, in the culture and challenges with suicide rates and those kind of things among young people. Because I think they're really searching for purpose. Um, so that's a little bit of the the culture. It's just a very busy, busy, busy culture. That just people work long, long hours. It's crowded in a place like Tokyo. You know, one of the busiest places in the world, I think, um, in terms of population and, and that kind of thing. Um, the churches over there. I'm with New Hope, of course, fantastic church, mm-hmm. um, and they're doing a great job. Just uh, really trying to reach out to ordinary Japanese people. It's an international-style church, so they do everything bilingually. Everything is done through translation on a Sunday, even the music and the songs. Uh, they'll do English and Japanese, you know, in the same song. Um, and it's just really fresh, um, relevant kind of way to do, to do church in Japan. So I love being a part of that. And uh, just, yeah, just trying to encourage Japanese people that, hey, there's more to life. Than now, I know one of your plans this year is to introduce the Alpha Course over there. Um, just want to tell our listeners, uh, you've done the Alpha course, I don't know, 10 or 11 times, I think, uh, and you're thinking about becoming a Christian. <laughs> no, 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 you're definitely a Christian. But what I'm saying is um, you, you, you love it because every time we run a course, you see people come to Christ or um, have an amazing experience with God or healing or something, you know. Tell us um, what you think of the Alpha course and, and how it relates to, to the unchurched. Yeah, Alpha is great. Mm. Um, I mean, I love it for myself, and, and you've done it a number of times too. And every time I go through it, I'm like, wow, this is really good stuff. Oh, that's right. I remember. Mm, <laughs> I remember yeah. the basics of the Christian life now. Um, but it's really great for people who uh, just want to explore the Christian message who maybe have never done it before, or maybe they've done it before, but you know they've been turned off. And it, Because it's so simple. It goes through the basics, and Nicky Gumbel, who is the presenter on the DVDs, he just puts it in such a simple way, doesn't he? Yeah. And um, and he's a funny guy too, so yeah. it's not all serious. Um, and it's really relaxed because it, normally in an Alpha course, you know, you'll just have dinner together, sit around cafe tables or something like that, watch a DVD, and you can ask questions if you want to. You don't have to. It's no pressure um, at the end of the course. So I think it's great for people who might, especially might not be Christians yet, but who are just a little bit open to finding out more about you know, what do Christians believe and what relevance has this got for my life today in you know 2010? So um, fantastic course. I would recommend it to anyone who's uh, you know open to exploring it. Now, um, we've got to wrap it up, but uh, if people want to support uh, the missionary work you're doing in Japan, um, they can make a donation, they can pray for you. Um, they can visit too. 
Uh, I know a few Aussies that have been over to see you and uh, and spent mm-hmm. some time over there and uh, able to you know be a part of the church there too. So uh, if you'd like to support Pete, uh, just contact us at History Makers Radio or at uh, New Hope Brisbane, and uh, and we can uh, pass on the details. And uh, looking forward to hearing the great stories of uh, your work in Japan, Pete. Mate, I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, mate. It's been a privilege. Thank you. If you'd like to download this interview, just go to www.historymakersradio.com. There you can also find links to Facebook and Twitter, and also you can make a donation if you'd like. Thanks for joining us, and remember, what's the point of getting out of bed if you can't make history? I'm Matt Prater. Have a great week. History Makers.